Boom, we live, we're doing it. What's up, folks? This is episode number 112 of the Puro Caballero Show. You know, you, you know the fucking vibes. <laughs> and we got another guest here. We got a couple guests in a row this week. I'm very excited to have uh, a good friend, a good uh, comedic buddy, good pal here. The homie, Ryan Radisson. Just give it up for him. Let's give it up for the homie. Yo, what's up? <laughs> Mario. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm digging this whole setup. I'm liking the podcast. I like the air horns. And that feels majestic, bro. I feel regal. Appreciate so, it. Bro. I'm digging it. I like the intro. That's how we're doing it, man. It is uh coming to you live. What is today? It's uh dude, uh seven eleven was yesterday to seven twelve. Did you get your Slurpee? I didn't get my Slurpee, man, because right, that either. dude started robbing all the seven elevens in my neighborhood. Yo, this yes, guy went yes. on a seven eleven robbing spree and shot like two people. So I was like, you know what? I don't want that Slurpee that bad. I think I'll pass. Way to ruin a national holiday for right? people. What the fuck? Everybody out there. Uh, was Maybe he robbed the or? places that ran out of Slurpees. He's like, what you mean you don't have any Slurpees? <laughs> bah, bah, bah. Yeah, get some Slurpees. <laughs> oh, man. He's just checking everybody. Yeah, it was Brea. It was oh. like La Habra. It was uh, up and down Orange County, like on Imperial Highway. I think he hit uh, like five of them. Damn, that's wild. Scary shit. I man. saw that shit. Uh, my roommate VJ posted it on his on his Instagram, on his stories, and he's just like, well, guess I'm not getting my Slurpee today. Yeah, and I also real. told him, I was like, that is like for 30 minutes away from myself. Like, that's good, still, yeah. <laughs> it's like, sheesh, man. It ruined the holiday, man. It's fucking. It's I fucking know. Hard. I didn't know I had to wear a bulletproof vest to 7-Eleven on 7-Eleven. So <laughs> not what I want. But it's also my uh, dad's birthday, so I, I uh, was chilling with my pops and there you had go. A good okay. time. Had a little I, I, cognac, a steak. You know, doing it right for the old man's birthday. Okay, getting yacked up. I like. Yeah, it. you know how we do it. <laughs> Think he's, he's up. Yep. He's uh, happy birthday, Mr. Radusinovich. Yep, he's 66. You know, I'm 36, 66. I don't know what 66 is. Is that the devil's year? Is that one? <laughs> you know, this is <laughs> one away. <laughs> one away, I guess. Don't bring a six year old around him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it was cool. I had a great day. And uh, besides that, yeah. Which, should I plug my shows now? Yeah, now I was about here? to bring it up. Okay, you, cool. You beat yeah. me to the segue. You awesome. got me. <laughs> uh, I'll be in San Jose at the Improv this month on the 22nd and the 23rd, making people laugh, opening up for Jeff Garcia. And I will be at Flappers on August 13th, also opening up for Jeff Garcia. That's my main road dog. Uh, we'll be in the building. So buy your tickets online. Buy them at the door. Come say hi to me. Buy a lighter. And uh, I'll make you laugh, I promise. Hell yeah, come by. Come by Flappers. Come by uh, San Jose Improv, man. That's, that's, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. How, how the show's been? with jeff oh man the shows have been incredible man the love has been um, amazing just the outpour of support we did uh five shows out in oxnard at levity live hell yeah um two weeks ago for july 4th weekend um, and boxnard man yeah boxnard <laughs> a lot of good boxers come out of yeah. there yeah real talk and uh I, I just loved it, man. The the vibe was great. The weather was awesome. The beach is cool. And the people were laughing at everything. So I can't complain. I was, That's what's I'm up. digging it. I had some family that lived in Oxnard growing up. So I was like, our one excuse to come down to like, all right, we'll go to Disneyland, but then we got to go see my primos. I'm like, all right. All <laughs> I'll right. leave so many people I didn't don't know their names. got to <laughs> hang sorry. out at the I'm beach sorry. today. I'm a, Shit. I'm a bad Mexican. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard i know uh, i have a big family too and i just i just came back from my home country of serbia and i was like holy shit what's his auntie's name dude what is <laughs> vesna yasna i don't want to call him the, the wrong name because yes, then they'll hate dude. you forever right and i'm like hey you auntie long time no see 
Avoid dude, the names. Dude, how was the trip, though, man? My how long you were there? A couple weeks. Incredible. Right? I was there for two weeks, and I had a great time hanging out with my cousins, reconnecting with my family. It had been seven years since I'd been there. So many things have changed, and I was just amazed how it became such a modern country in such a short amount of time. But uh, just overall, man, that place was just dope. It's always dope to go home, and there's no place like home. And even though I'm an American, they still make me feel welcome, and... Uh, it's still, it's all love, you know, and I'm not a comedian, so they're just like, what? What do you mean? You get up there and you tell jokes? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, tell dirty jokes and I talk shit about our people. What do you want? <laughs> I throw us under the bus. I'm surprised there isn't like a fatwa or a money on my head over there. A fatwa? <laughs> I got a fucking <laughs> contract Serbian, on Serbian me. fatwa? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. You talk too much shit about our people. We fucking bury you. <laughs> <laughs> like they heard your Djokovic joke. Yeah, and they're like, no, 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 you will not. He is a national treasure here. Right. You do not bring those jokes over here. Don't you dare disrespect Nikolayu. <laughs> Two time MVP. <laughs> it was good times though, and I can't That's wait dope. to go back. I'll be back next year. I'll be back probably every year after this. It's just the stupid pandemic screwed everything up. That's dope, man. That's but, dope. Uh, yeah, there's no place like home. Dude, I'm jealous because like. Nice. I just saw my Instagram yesterday. I have some cousins that are down in Mexico right now, and nice. they're post. They're like they posted some videos. I think they were recently over there. Um, I think they're in the U.S. now. But anyway, they did a recap video, and it was just like beautiful down there. They were down in yeah. uh, Oaxaca, southern oh, Mexico. Yeah, it's I've never been all the I way down the there. The beaches but... there are amazing. Oaxaca, yeah. Oaxaca, uh, what's the Oaxaca? That's the beach. Yeah, I think. yeah. I think you're right. It's yeah. Really nice. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go back out there, man. It's been too long for me. I've been to like Cabo, but like that's not really Mexico. <laughs> nah, it's like a touristy yeah. trap place, but it's still Mexico. Mexico's fun. I love it. I, I can't wait yeah. to go back because I got to do comedy there last year at Rocky Point at Puerto Penasco, and that was awesome. Yeah. And oh, yeah. it was, it's a really Americanized place, but yeah. that's what made it cool because I was <laughs> right. doing comedy for uh, tourists and for Mexicans, and everybody was digging it. And they gave us free two night stay at the resort. That's what's I'm not up. complaining. I can't wait to come back. That's legit, man. Yeah. That, <laughs> anybody who's out there, I'm available. <laughs> yeah, Mario, <laughs> book him. There, you know, he'll, he'll take payment in ceviche and hookers and cocaine. I'm just kidding about the last two. But for sure, you can pay me in pounds of ceviche. <laughs> I can, I I'll come home that. with the birria. Come on. Yeah, birria. Carnitas. Yeah, 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 give it to me. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> bro, book me at uh, fucking Los Cabos, bro. I'll play in Cabo San Juan. <laughs> they got it, dude. Bro. They've got a comedy yeah. show there. You should definitely try to get on that. I'm Fuck trying yeah. to get on You can it. pay me in fish tacos. That's That'll work, <laughs> man. I'll be, I'll be like the hotel. seal. Just like just fucking throw them out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit bro i fucking love the food yeah yeah now, I'm, a, I'm a little like uh uh turned off about visiting the place i want to go to where my my dad grew up because okay. uh it is like it's kind of hot right now yeah, <laughs> so it's been hot happens. there like uh the cartel legit uh i think runs my family's property now <laughs> i think they just overtook that shit so like i'm like ah, i don't want to start no problem yeah <laughs> i mean but yeah well, that's tough that's you know. part of it that's part of it i, 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 I felt some <laughs> of the same vibes when i was in montenegro uh I was walking with my cousin, and he's like, this is where car bomb exploded. This is where shootout in the nightclub happened. And this is where you get robbed for your watch. And I'm like, fuck, dude. I <laughs> tuck my chain. <laughs> like, Debo's coming, dude. Yeah, for real. Oh, international Debo. Yeah. Oh, there are Debo's on every block, dude, in every country. Uh. They exist. <laughs> 
He's back his both arms. <laughs> <laughs> what you got on my 40, homie? <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> Goodness gracious! Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, so you've been back in the states for a couple weeks now. Yeah, for yeah. a couple weeks now. You're back and on the comedy grind and all that. Back on the grind. <laughs> I hit the ground running. I literally had one day to rest, and then after that, it was like uh, three nights at Ontario Improv, six shows. Dope, dope. Bonkers, man! That sold out show every single show. So, I didn't have time to really recover. I had to just hit the ground running and uh, make people laugh, and it was tough. Uh, to kind of like get back into the swing of things, but by like the second show, I was already back into it. It's funny because when things are fresh on your mind, you can tell them and make them funny. Yeah. But then sometimes they kind of lose their steam because I had these jokes or like these stories from back home mm. that I talked about that were just hilarious the first two nights, but by the third night they were started to kind of like peter out. Right. Was, right. I was like, ah, these ones aren't keepers. They were just I was just amped up. Yeah. Do you notice sometimes that you lose the passion for a joke the more times you tell it sometimes and you like gotta gotta gauge that shit because I've noticed sometimes where it's like. Certain joke, not every joke, but some jokes where you're like, this was clever in the moment, but I'm like, really, does it fit anywhere kind of thing? And you keep telling it, and you're like, I don't know. There's like sometimes for me, I'm like, all right, that's time where if I'm, I'm, I'm not believing in it, then the audience can't believe in it. And then it's like, I just got to put it yeah, away. Yeah, you got to <laughs> believe right? in your bullshit when you're up on stage. You got to tell that joke like it's the funniest thing in the world. And I hate some of my jokes because I can see them laughing before the punchline. I can see it come. It's like like how a pitcher like pitches and and he knows how to throw the or I'm sorry that's not a good analogy. <laughs> okay, like a let's flip it over. Okay. The baseball player at at the plate, he can see that pitch like in slow motion. Right. And he knows right. where it's going and that's how I feel as a comedian sometimes. Like I know where I know how to hit this pitch and like I can see that ball at such a slower speed than your average person that I'm like, man, Guys, you guys don't even know comedy. I'm over here giving you this easy shit, and you're laughing. You're eating it up. I hate these jokes, and I hate you people. But... <laughs> That's how it is sometimes. It just begins to like resent the audience for liking you. Yeah, like why? I should love you guys, but I just can't stand that you like this shit. That you're laughing it up. I'm like, you're like the reason I started this shit was so people would like me. <laughs> it's strangers' affections, and now I'm like turning on them. Like, yeah. like, I despise you people. Uh, I hate it because I'm like, is it because my jokes? I've just when you tell them too many times, you have to move on. At some point, you have to yeah. retire the jokes. That's why these comics write a new hour every year. Because trust me, after like seven years of telling the same joke, you're, right. you feel like blowing your brains out. Yeah, and it is a funny thing that happened last night. I was at a, I was doing a show, and uh, <laughs> the the host happened to mention just like in passing, was just like. Wow, this guy has all the same jokes as from like a year ago. <laughs> like when I kind of shit like is that, that dude? Like, Mind your own business, host. Like, so part of me was kind of write like, me some jokes and motherfucker. I get it. I'm like, he's doing good though. So I was like, whatever, man. Like it's working. So like, I, I mean, it. some I jokes have it. to be refined. I yeah. pulled jokes out of year one and made them into something dope in like year seven, right? Because it just wasn't hitting right, or because I found the angle. I think it was verbatim. <laughs> oh, the same set verbatim. Okay, yeah. So at that point, it's like yeah. So there's like wiggle room. I think there's like yeah. I like to tell my jokes differently every single time to see if I can just find that perfect combination of words. Yeah. So sometimes I'll botch my own joke, or I'll like you know railroad my set because I wanted to try something new. But when the pressure's on, I tell it how it needs to be told. Right. Yo, I had a uh, a joke that I had been doing for like the last like two years, 
and it's like a very short bit but i like had, like in most of my sets that i'll do on a show i'd like included that part of it that chunk in it but not until like three weeks ago that i add like another section to it where i'm just like what the fuck and then it just opened up a whole new part and then today yesterday i built on that and added another like little closing line to get out of it. So I'm like, all right, that might be my closer. And I was like, what the fuck? This might, it kind of tied it together. So it's weird. Like, Jokes are like paintings, man. They're never <laughs> truly finished. They're yeah. never finished until you want them to be finished. You could yeah. always go add another layer or take something off. You That's know? the part that I'm like learning how to like, what I should put my effort into. Because yeah, I have like a shit ton of stuff where I'm like, I'll just write it in passing. I'll do it at like two mics and then forget about it. And then like two years go by and I'm like, oh, that's right. I wrote that shit. <laughs> and let me just work on it again. Start remixing it putting some other little ingredients into the mix or maybe yeah. it fits into your your flow of your set better now sometimes or, you tell a joke on a podcast but it was something like you wrote down you never tried on stage and it hits and you're like oh okay this might be a keeper right right and you try it on stage and you bomb and you're like all right maybe it's not ready for the stage but, uh, <laughs> but it's got something it's got legs right you're like all right i'm not totally uh, off here i'm like, not uh, it has something uh, but yeah no but sometimes it crushes and you're like fuck yeah that shit was yeah. i'm a genius yeah i just saw um i was watching a podcast what was it we might be drunk i love it that's my favorite pod one of my favorites stavi baby on oh i haven't seen that new episode yeah. no spoilers oh no all right yeah but now they were can spoil it but they were talking about certain bits at the end of the, their uh you know they, like at the end of the podcast i'll go all right let's let's work on let's talk about bits that we're working on and they both like workshopped each other's bits and then like legit i'm not kidding you like each one of them had that bit they worked on and that episode like they recorded it at a club like that week and okay. they I've seen it on their Instagram pages like oh so I saw like the finished product first nice. and then I just saw them talk about it I was like what the fuck like damn they, nice. they put those dudes are pros they put it out they put Man. material out like like yeah crazy. they so, are <laughs> like they're just prolific writers and that's why I really love Mark Norman and oh. Sam Morrill because they're purists like I am not a comedy purist and that's the problem uh for me, it's a problem for me because, like, I feel like I'm never going to be respected as a writer and a comedian until I become that kind of guy because I'm such a goofball. I'm such an yeah. act-out comic. I do impersonations. I like to fuck around on stage and do crowd work. And So what are you, like, you're, you're just saying you're the typical L.A. comic versus the New York comic is, like, the writer. Yeah, just like, sits I'm on a writer and I'm serious. And shit. You like, like these jokes? <laughs> you don't like these jokes? Kiss my ass. Like, I'm not that. I really want to be loved because I have low self-esteem, you know. I just, <laughs> I need it for my ego. I need it for my mental health. Oh, man. Dude, there was a comic before, before me on the show last night who was just like, uh, yo, my brother's a DJ, so you know he's a dis disappointment I was, like, <laughs> yeah. I was like all right and then the host was like all right you want what do you want me to mention i'm like mention that i'm a dj for sure <laughs> so he's a dj he has a show he's got up for mario and i go up there i'm like yeah guys i'm a dj and a comic so you know i'm a disappointment <laughs> i was like oh I got that comic clapping in the back. Oh, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> disappointment uh, hey it takes i'm all looking i'm just, just trying to get buttons I get strangers to love me. <laughs> That's what it is. Like, I didn't get hugged at home, so they're like, yeah, I think I'll just do comedy. My parents are like, yeah, you should do comedy. Go do it. Do whatever makes you happy. I love that. Uh, like, I got that instead of being like, no, no, you should work really hard at one thing and get really good at it. They're just like, <laughs> yeah, whatever makes you happy, kid. Yeah, yeah I Better got... than being on a prescription drug. You know? <laughs> I got like a... Like but a... Zoloft's there if you need it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, hey, I got a prescription. What's up? <laughs> oh, shit. I think my parents were very supportive of me doing comedy, and I'm 
really grateful for that because mm. most parents are just like, what are you doing? Yeah. I had other family members who were like, you're not a comedian. Let's be real. I'm <laughs> so, like, no, I, I, this is what I love to do. I'm going to yeah. do it. And it, I might not be a comedian in your eyes, but hey, if I could convince the rest of the world that I am, then shit, I might be. There you go, man. I know. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, that's how it is. I had an uncle tell me I should be a stewardess. Not even like a flight attendant. He used the word stewardess. The female. Like, right? Like, you need a transition, and then you need to be Yeah, you need to become a woman, and then you need to go in a time machine back to the 70s when they called women stewardesses and sit on some rich guy's lap for money because that's all you're worth. How they're chain smoking cigarettes right? in <laughs> Light some rich dude's cigarette, because that's about all you're good for. <laughs> that shit changed my world. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to do comedy, oh motherfucker. My God, yo. <laughs> you should be stewardess. It's, that doesn't even exist anymore. Yo. That's too funny. I would oh, be. Man. I would get. I saw a guy do a hot five on a Southwest flight. This flight attendant <laughs> got flight on the mic. No. He made everybody crack up. <laughs> It was awesome. He had a hot five. He oh. every and he did the whole spiel and it was he had jokes, he had tags. It was awesome. It, I was like, wow, this guy has potential. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's so go to start hitting open mics with it. Right. Maybe that's what my uncle saw in me. He's like, I don't know if you could be a stand up, but man, you, you could give your all to doing all this shit. You could totally I could see you. You got all this shit. Mm. <laughs> You got stewardess energy. <laughs> I got big boy flight attendant energy. <laughs> big, big stewardess energy. Yeah, I, my shoulders are too wide to be a stewardess. <laughs> you just like, feel like hitting like people. Right, just hitting people. I can't go through the aisle. My ass is too wide. My shoulders are too wide. I can't even uh -huh. have an aisle seat. I fucking hate the aisle seat. I was on the way to, to Istanbul on my way there. Just constantly, like, people just whacking me in the back of the head oh, and yeah, the shoulders. The and shit. Yeah. yeah, it's like, I, can, I do the shimmy through the aisle where I, like, turn sideways and I, like, Moonwalk my ass through the aisle, do a little karaoke step like yeah. I'm in football. <laughs> Why yeah, can't right? people have the same courtesy as I do? You know, just you don't need to whack me in there. You do it on purpose. You do it because you got problems and you want to, you know, take yeah. it out on me. It's not fair. So that was flying from within Europe or from, I flew from... from LAX to Istanbul via okay. Turkish Airlines. 14-hour flight, great flight. Wow, their flight attendants are hot. They all look like models, <laughs> and uh, the food's delicious. All right, but, all man, right. the rudeness of the passengers is outrageous. There's people <laughs> whacking you, kids screaming and shit. People look constantly, like, walking up and down. And I don't like when they just, like, stand above you. I'm watching a movie. I don't need you to just stand above. Go stand near the restroom or something. I get it. Those restrooms, they stink. You know they stink because there's fucking cologne in the restroom. The cologne was bomb. Oh, they got the spray. They in got there. cologne yo. in there. I was trying to open that bottle and like and, and it. siphon it. No, I was trying to steal that cologne. I was like, I'm gonna take one of these with me. Oh shit! Yeah, that's fucking funny. This fool's going. Yo, tell me you're Middle Eastern without telling me you're Middle Eastern. I'll tell you they're Middle Eastern, <laughs> I, and I know this because they still had. Bottle. In the restroom, 
they had ashtrays coming out of the door. Yo, yes, yes. And I popped open the ashtray and there were cigarettes in there. Uh, uh, yes. I'm like, don't give me this bullshit. No smoking on the flight. Get the fuck out of here. You were There's, like this, bro. Like, we Damn, know that thing. son. Where'd you find this? <laughs> Where'd that come from? I was trying to relight it. I was like, is there two hits left in this cigarette? Spray with cologne to disinfect it. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but no, those smoke detectors don't work. Don't let them lie to you. You can smoke on a fucking plane. You just got to fly turkish airlines that's what it is International that's what it is flight. dude just hit that i saw dudes vaping and shit looking <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. blowing it under the blanket and shit i feel like i've done that on the southwest flight you go to the bathroom and just yeah yeah you blow it in the toilet and flush simultaneously Fan the rest. <laughs> You're good. I know this because, like, I worked in hotels for a long time, and they all have smoke detectors in the room. And yeah, it it's combustion mm-hmm. that will set off the alarm. But because it, it's the burning of like chemicals and like uh, in non organic shit, I don't know plant matter. Because me and my bro sit there and vape all day in these rooms. Nothing, right? Nothing. Yeah. But the one time we straight direct blew the vape right into it, yeah, it set it off. Oh, uh, okay. So okay. you can't be too flagrant with it, just blowing it everywhere. But you can fan it. Yeah. And uh, when we did set it off, it was because we had, like, the angle grinders, and it's it's creating smoke, mm, and okay, it's, okay, that yeah. sets it off. So if you're low-key with it, man, you got this, dude. You fucking... know how to smoke. You got this. Yeah, man. come on. They're not going <laughs> to stop a on, flight because you wanted to hit your weed pen on the plane. Now, don't fly to Russia with your weed pen. Yeah, now. don't do that. <laughs> don't do no Britney Grinder shit. No, Britney. bring edibles instead. <laughs> That's the way to do it because that weed pen is like a, and then you're just yeah. a sitting duck with that. I know I brought edible. Did you, you know? Brit- I brought you know edibles that? to another country that I'm not going to mention, and uh, <laughs> we were getting ripped and eating sushi. Not to uh, hint, hint <laughs> <laughs> on a conveyor belt, and it was pretty good. Oh, uh, how was Canada? <laughs> Canada was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Canada, I love them. It's Mounties Vancouver, are the best. Vancouver's the shit. You can ban me from Canada. I don't care. Oh. I will not come back. Um. <laughs> oh, just get one more strike on your record. That's all you right. need, bro. They already, oh they already ban you if you have a DUI. I don't have a DUI, but I have something similar. Oh, okay. There so, you go. We don't need I don't get... know if I'm welcome there. I don't care. <laughs> you can't get no Tim Hortons on this. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, oh, I can't have poutine. <laughs> what will I do with my life? Oh, no. People speaking French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, oh. No Canadian hate. Canadians are nice oh, people, no. but uh, I, just, <laughs> I don't see myself going there for quite some time. Teacher, just for uh, laughs, no. maybe. <laughs> maybe. So. Now, um... Wait, didn't you grow up in Louisiana? Also? I grew up in Alaska, Louisiana, okay. in the state of Washington. So I was thinking French. I was like, wait, you must have been exposed to some like Creole shit. Creole, Cajun French. Yeah. I lived a couple years in Louisiana, and it definitely impacted my life because I just have that Louisiana mentality of if you don't, you don't have a lot, but you'll make what you have stretch and you appreciate what you have. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's what's up. definitely. Wait, how many years were you over there? Uh, three years. It was cool times. It was I was a adolescent uh, becoming a young man. Now, now how was Alaska? The seasonal oh, depression and all oh, that. Oh yeah, I mean shit. <laughs> like, the kids there are mean. I remember elementary school, man. They threw snowballs in my face like day one. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't used to that. Like little California kids are friendly and nice, and 
the kids in Alaska are mean. I never been called a faggot before in my life. I didn't even know what that was. Dude, like, how do second graders know what that is? Yo, yo, how they, second grader knows these kids were homophobic just slurs. right. Who was teaching them that in the nineties, no less? I was like, what's a faggot, mommy? She's like, uh, yeah, it's just a mean name you called somebody. She didn't even bother explaining it to me. Oh my god! And I never heard that before. And I know those kids were mean because they had shitty food. Like the cafeteria mm. food was not like fresh cooked food. It was all stuff in plastic oh, that no. had been heated yeah. up. So you know, yeah, those poor kids—they were malnourished. <laughs> it just makes you pissed off. There when you was got, no like, a sun. Sloppy Joe or you got a sloppy shit. Joe in plastic that's oh. been heated in the microwave. Everything there was garbage. And uh, I still want to go back because I have family there, and I need that closure. You know, I need to go to all the crappy places I lived in and my. My childhood, just to see how they've changed and uh, and just move on from that because I really hated Alaska. Was it Anchorage or I lived in Anchorage for a while and I lived after that in Willow Creek, which is rural as fuck, like bears in your backyard, rural. And uh, that place was a shithole. We lived in a cabin with no water and no electricity. Oh shit! I, li- <laughs> Yo. I grew up with the survivalist. Yo. Who uh, hunted our and fished our food, and we had like rice. A survivalist, oh no! Yeah, I was raised by a survivalist, and then and we had fucking like rice for dinner every night and meat, and that yeah. was and like maybe once in a while vegetables, but we had no way to store them, so everything we ate was fresh, and uh, it gets boring after a while. Salmon and rice. Wow. You know, okay, you yeah. can only eat it for so many days in a row before you start to go crazy and you start uh, looking forward to like the meals at school, which are equally terrible. Uh, oh, my God. But the one good thing was like my mom would give me like change. I just scrape up change once in a while and I'd buy a Slim Jim. And for me, that was a treat. Damn. And now I look at that. I'm like, how did my parents let me eat that shit? And now I have a new appreciation for that that place. Because like, man, I was eating organic, farm to table, <laughs> wild, wild caught salmon. Farm to table. Yeah, it was literally it was like from outside my outside door to, to inside. Table. <laughs> In a one room cabin, no less. Yeah. We didn't even have fucking doors. We had a curtain. And I'm pretty sure I could hear my parents boning. And uh that's how my sister was made. And that that was just a fucked up top place and a fucked up time. But but I see it now as an adult and I'm like, you know, it's hard to raise a family. It's hard to provide, and uh, we were just probably in a bad situation. It's not that we were poor white trash, because, like, <laughs> I mean, maybe at that time we were. I think my stepdad got in this crazy DUI and was on the lamb for the okay. police. Okay, all right. That's and we were living right off part. the grid, and yeah. uh, nobody ever told me this, but I just started at putting two and two together later. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, as, Family secrets come know, out. Yeah, <laughs> on the podcast, no less. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's... I think that's what happened. It, either that or we were in collections, so we had to live somewhere with no phone. Something happened. <laughs> you <laughs> can't no call my house if I don't have a phone. <laughs> you can't send me <laughs> notices if I don't have a mailbox. Can't be served no papers. Can't be served papers if I'm off the grid now, can you? Bro, bro you know the uh, the owner of the uh, the Washington Generals now, whatever the fuck? Oh, what are they, yeah. Oh, what are they called? The, the commanders? Washington the commanders? People. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Snyder, this billionaire, he was getting subpoenaed by like the Supreme Court or whatever okay. to testify, and this motherfucker's on a yacht in France. <laughs> like, they're like, well, I guess we don't know when he's gonna come back. Yeah, like, well, 
<laughs> stay here in France. I read an article. They're like, and another challenge to this whole ordeal is that he's not even. He in the won't country. get off the yacht. <laughs> yeah, he's just living off this shit. They're gonna have to have someone parachute onto the yacht and serve him the notice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh but shit. Yeah, my dude. family ended up picking up uh, the pieces of our <laughs> shitty lives and moving to Washington, and then we got our shit together and, and had a nice life. And uh, then I moved out to California when I was a freshman. I don't know, like. End of eighth grade, beginning of high school. Okay. And I didn't go back because I knew at that time, like, I want to be in the entertainment industry. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to do showbiz and I'm going to see how it treats me. And I've been out here ever since uh, 1999, 2000. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 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 So (laughs) So my parents let me. They knew I was like a strong willed kid and I wasn't probably going to make it in rural Washington. It was just going to be me just ended up on drugs or something bad. That's all I hear is Teenage pregnancy. That's all that there is, you know, Oxycontins and uh, worse things probably. Yeah. There are worse things. Like heroin and meth. Heroin, (laughs) meth. Yeah. You know, crack, all kinds of, because it it rains all day. What is there to do? You know, it's like a shared connection between like my, my, Growing up experience and everybody I know from like rural areas. She's yeah. like, oh, you guys, you you know, you had meth heads walking around the city too. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit. Yeah, no, they didn't um, want me to turn into that. So like, you go pursue your dreams and <laughs> Hollywood superstardom, and oh, we'll support you. Hell yeah. And uh, it's been cool. I can't complain. It's not like they don't send me money and shit. They're not paying my bills, but they're like, you'll figure it out. <laughs> You'll be a starving artist for about ten years and. You'll probably want to reevaluate your life, but uh, <laughs> no, I never was a starving artist. That's uh, been a godsend because I started working behind the scenes, and that pays the bills. Mm-hmm. And then you know now things are finally starting to get to the level where I can do more entertaining than yeah. working behind the scenes. That's what's up. That's that's the ultimate goal. I, that's that. I'm pra- happy for you to see that's that, that practical you, mentality bro. of that yeah. Serbian like Eastern immigrant mentality. You're like. I know I'm not going to be superstar day one. <laughs> I know I don't have any talent, but I will learn the skill and pay the bill, and then I'll pursue my dream. And that's what I did. I just knew that I wasn't good enough, and I knew that there's these kids who have like agents and they got their shit together. You're competing with child actors, and I'm like, I'm probably not going to get those roles. So right. let me just learn camera. Let me learn editing. Let me learn uh, production. You know, uh, producing and Things will work out. So you knew, like, early on that you wanted to be somewhat in the Hollywood <laughs> totally, world. Totally, dude. But since I was a when... kid, since I was, like, <laughs> fucking five years old, I'd wrote a letter to Nickelodeon. I wanted to be oh, on the yeah. Mickey Mouse Club or whatever. <laughs> Trying to get slimed. Disney. Yeah, I wanted to be gacked. And then my mom's like, yeah, someday. But they, all that shit was in Orlando. So, they, of course, we didn't have money for vacations. Uh, we were living in <laughs> a one-bedroom house with no electricity and... uh no, nah, but they they knew because they knew I had it in me because I'd like sing in choir and I'd be doing the solos and someday those that footage will be unearthed and uh, people will make fun of me. But <laughs> they just knew I wanted to do that, and I think that's uh, how you know you made yeah. it. Though is when those embarrassing moments start coming back up. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. I mean, I've got a lot of them. Trust me, <laughs> a ton of them. Uh, I remember I played Jesus as in uh, what was it? Um, the uh for easter okay <laughs> yeah. okay good yeah. yeah that's that's a good thing yeah, 
was just like walking down the, the the aisle of like my church with the cross on my back and shit like that. Okay, wow, that's that's a lot. That's I hope that was made of foam or something. Uh, yeah, it was. It was like a. Like like, a, yeah, a we're, was gonna, a we're gonna cast Mario. He's got strong shoulders. I was pretty big eighth grader. Dude. Yeah, I was probably like the same size I am right now. <laughs> I had the same mustache. I had more hair on my head though. So okay, like, nice. I had did, a bushy did you have to wear a wig, or you just had? I just had longer, like bushier hair and stuff. Oh, like that. okay. Yeah. Like use your imagination. Did they make you have a crown of thorns? That seems. Kind of yeah, morbid. They, they put like a Ouch. like a, it wasn't thorns, but it was okay. like you know like like little I don't know yeah something yeah. they made something for you yeah okay yeah something interesting <laughs> yeah. but yeah when did you have comedy like when did that come into your, uh, your I realm? like because I I'm, would I'm do a, like impressions yeah. at high school parties and stuff people were like you should do stand up and I didn't know how to get on stage how to start doing open mics and all that jazz until I was like twenty three but I started with improv. Okay. So from like 18 to 23 in college, I do improv, I do theater, and I'd act in, in funny plays. I'd write my own plays and uh, I'd produce them and it was and do a lot of sketches and it was awesome. I had so much fun and it just built my confidence. And I knew I had, like, my acting teacher was like, listen, Ryan, shout out Phyllis Gitlin. She's a director at the Long Beach Playhouse. She knew. Shout out to she Phyllis. Was like, Ryan, <laughs> you might not be a great actor, but you're a character. I'm like, okay, I'm going to find a way to make this character work. There you go. Because I just knew, like, I was one of those kids who, if I started reading out loud, everyone's just hanging on every word and they can't wait to laugh because I have that stupid fucking delivery. (laughs) That, like, a kind of like, it's slow and you, like, I don't know how to explain it, but I just had a goofy voice and I knew I could make kids laugh. And I just stuck with it. And at 23, I started stand up. So were you and, like the uh, class clown then at that point? No, but or? I was that like smart ass kid who could get laughs just by doing voices and just getting like really into it. If they had me read aloud, you best believe I was doing a different voice for every character. <laughs> and the narrator Yo. had a different voice. And so I'd make it fun and interesting. <laughs> all right. All and, right. Uh, and I knew I had that skill. Like second grade, I won some like poetry award for reading poetry really well. Oh, wow. It's because okay. I got into it. Okay. I would get into it. I'd do the voices. I'd do the characters. I'd do the faces. I'd do all the shit. And they're like, Dude. okay, this kid has some kind of talent i don't know if it's he's gonna dude. be an actor but he's just a goofball and i used to do that shit in high school too though like with all the voices dude, i used to impersonate yeah. my teachers and stuff oh, like that. oh i love yeah. yo in front of them i did it in front of them. i was ruthless there was a couple times dude I, we had a, i had a um <laughs> in uh senior year of high school we had a, a new science teacher who got hired a biology teacher her name was miss bajaj and she was like real indian super indian like okay. <laughs> yeah hair and a ponytail all the time yeah, super all right. <laughs> and uh I was, oh my god and she had like you know there's some words that they don't translate correctly or whatever so she instead of saying like go to page whatever she'd be like come on page 22 <laughs> and, so, and so i was like are you sure this was <laughs> me making jokes like, oh, my book's getting a little sticky here. I don't know. <laughs> like, come on, all these pages. Man. <laughs> so they're just making jokes with the people next to me. Shit. But, uh, oh, man. did you ever make faces? I was a big face maker. <laughs> I'd be making all kinds of faces that teachers turn their back and I'd be going ham on my face, just taking his only cross-eyed and, and I was that guy who just, who had a funny face for everything. Stupid. And it's, uh, I still do. And I, some comics, like I said, comedy purists, they hate muggers. And I am a serial <laughs> mugger because I have an expressive face. Sorry, I can't be like, deadpan. These are my jokes. <laughs> you know, what do yeah. you want? Like some of my favorite comics have expressive faces. So I'm going to go up on stage. And if a face goes with the joke, I'm going to do it. 
Yeah, man. That's like that's a part of the element of, yeah. of, of comedy. You like you can be great at comedy and not be great at every single element of it. So like, uh, I don't totally. think everybody understands that, right? Like you can be a great NBA player and not know how to shoot the basketball sometimes. But you got to be oh, really Dennis Rodman yeah, yeah. made a career out of it. <laughs> you got to be really fucking good at what you're doing <laughs> you though. <gotta> but grab <laughs> 20 boards a game. Exactly. So he like, couldn't make a layup. Right. Bro. He was <laughs> so <laughs> bad. Save his life, bro. Vlade Divac was the same, dude. <laughs> totally. He this guy had Vlade was the worst. He would brick the easiest shit. But yo, he was dropping like nine dimes a game he'd hit a jumper though he hit a jumper <laughs> and he could hit free throws so that's you know you gotta uh, have some some kind of skill set oh man Vlade. Yeah. i'll never be a brilliant analogy writer i just don't look at the world through that lens and then also i'm not like a quick snappy sassy comeback guy yeah because i'm not like uh i don't mm, i'm i'm not mean really like like some i used people, to yeah. write roast jokes but now i just really i lost that part of me that wanted to be mean now i just want to help people and be kind to people more gotcha. so than be uh sass them like i i don't have time for dumb people so if you're if you're dumb to me i just okay i smile at you and fill you with kindness you heard that folks that's why he's on the podcast <laughs> no. Yeah, no if somebody <laughs> like, i ain't got time for you dumb bitches <laughs> i never respond to dumb people oh, or like shit. silly people in comments or they want to throw shade my way I'm oh, like, yeah. oh go ahead you do you and Live in your little bubble of hate. I don't need. I don't have time for this crap, man. <laughs> yeah, so it's not worth it. It's not. It's not yeah. even worth your energy to expend negative energy. It's just silly. I feel that. I feel that. So we're getting back to it. Um, <laughs> you're talking. We're talking about starting it and doing stand-up comedy. So you came from the improv world first. Yeah, yeah. I did Groundlings program, okay, and okay. Uh, yeah, I did. Did you feel that tension though when you started doing actual stand up about like, oh, this motherfucker's an improv motherfucker? Or did you just not tell anybody? Yeah, I knew. uh, (laughs) No, I didn't tell anyone, but I knew what I was doing was like going up on stage and trying to be Pablo Francisco, who's like, man, my comedy icon. Shout out, shout out. We we gave him a shout out last episode too, man. He's fucking one of my favorites. (laughs) So that's what I I was up there trying to do Pablo. And of course, when I brought lots of friends and I was getting lots of laughs. Doing little tortilla boy up there. Yeah, I could even do a little crowd work. My first show, I did crowd work. I couldn't believe it. I was snapping back on these Australians who were trying to heckle me. I fucking got him, and uh, the second show I did, Belly Room, at the store. Ooh! I right before I go on stage, I'm chopping it up with the comics backstage, and they're like, "Who are your favorite comics?" I'm like, "Pablo Francisco, Russell Peters, and like Jim Carrey." They're like, "Hacks." <laughs> like, oh, what do you mean? And I go up there, I fucking bomb, I bomb. The comics aren't laughing; they're hating because I didn't know this. Like impersonations. Some people think they're hacky. Yeah. But uh, I don't because it's a talent like any other talent. And if you can present it in a funny way, then it's funny. There's no denying like the great impressionists are fucking hilarious. I mean, Frank Caliendo, you can't not laugh when he's doing some of the when he's just quick hitting you with like the Morgan Freeman to to John Madden to Al Pacino. You're like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I remember I growing up, he used to call into the sports radio stations as John Madden, and then they would you'd be busting up dying. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck? It's like, so good. And then it's like, all right, is Charles Barkley there? Man, you're all a bunch of knuckleheads. He's terrible. <laughs> you're terrible. Knucklehead ass. I'll waste my time here on this radio station. <laughs> like, goddamn, bro. <laughs> I love it, man. Oh, that's yeah. what makes me laugh. I yeah. want to do the stuff on stage that makes me laugh, and that Robin Williams, the Frank Caliendo's of the world, 
those are the people who I love. So if that's not in vogue, well, I'm sorry. I'm going to do it anyway, and hopefully it works out for me. But but yeah. in the meantime, I've learned how to write jokes, and that's helped me just... I took joke writing classes. I kind of cheated. But uh, that kind of... <laughs> and then I read a lot of books. Wait, you how? Wait, you cheated? <laughs> so I feel like some people come to these conclusions on their own, but I needed to see the formulas uh, to plug my information okay. into these formulas and to, to get like a jokey joke. I make, see, I see, I see. To make real jokes. So that helped me shout out Flappers University. I'm a graduate hey, of hey. their program, <laughs> and I can't thank them enough for actually turning my slop into something presentable. <laughs> Wow, out of all the people I've ever talked to, I, like one of the few people who've like been like, yeah, I took a class and it actually helped. No, me. it totally did. Like, I, a lot of people poo-poo it all the time. Oh, so. they do because yeah. they're like, they can't help you write your jokes. Only you can. But if you're coming from like my world, which is like free form, I'm just doing voices. I'm doing mm. and I'm presenting it in this way that doesn't have a setup, a, a connection, a connector, and a punch. Then I needed some structure. Right. Some people already right. have an idea of, of structure because they're like big comedy nerds. And I just was, I like the act out comics. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I was trying to reverse engineer what they're doing, but I needed to learn the fundamentals before I could, you know, that makes go sense. on to the next level. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you had a, like a really interesting start to, I guess, doing comedy, the way you explained it to me last <laughs> yeah, time we talked. I've heard yeah. you sp talk about it to other, uh, on other podcasts I know, and stuff. know, my origin like, story. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I just, it, I don't know if you mind taking us. I'll do it. I'll take it down you, memory you, like, started lane. doing shows first and then discovered, you're like, oh, now I got to work hard because there's this, all this other shit you got to do behind the scenes. Yeah. So it was crazy break it down, starting because I it, it seems backwards to me. It is. It did. I started totally <laughs> backwards. I started and I went on Craigslist. I'm like comedy shows and uh, I booked a show. I booked a show <laughs> at the Hollywood Hotel at the basement. Joey Gold was the producer. He had a bunch of good comics. I went on because I brought 10 people. They put me on last. And uh, yeah, I fucking thought I killed it. And then I went and did uh, the comedy contest at the. Uh, ice house and i got second place and just pure you know just my okay, intuition okay. just what i thought was funny which was just silly impressions and stories of uh, childhood just with the voices shout out to the ice house we've missed oh you. ice house yeah we can't wait for you to come back genie all the bus family yo what up yo what up <laughs> <Yeah>. court side <laughs> seat at the lakers hey. Hey, catch us there next season for real i'll, I'll put my uh my, my previous bias being a sacramento fan of a way we'll put it to the side yeah, i'll put, I'll the put the my side, lebron yeah. hate to the side <laughs> and, uh, come home bron come home yeah come go home. home to cleveland <laughs> ball hogging ass <laughs> i'm not a lebron fan you're like free westbrook <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, he needs to take 50 shots a game. <laughs> LeBron over there taking 25. Give give him the rock. <laughs> I 80, get out the way. <laughs> <laughs> Clear the lane, dude. Westbrook's coming through. Oh. Oh. Uh, but yeah, no, that was cool. Ice House was great. So I had this like false sense of confidence, and then I went to the store. I bombed terribly, but that didn't stop me. I went back to Craigslist, and I met this promoter named Martini, and he had me doing all these shows around downtown LA at coffee shops and, and bolt barbers in downtown. And, and I just kept on the Craigslist grind, man. I was on just, that's the only, that was my agent at the time, Craigslist. <laughs> and I booked like some garage comedy shows and I booked some show in some guy's house. And that was weird. 
and uh i just had i always had my little goons with me though to kind of like <laughs> yeah. like yeah ryan do the voices oh, this is so funny. <laughs> and i brought my goons with me to the store the first time i got booked on a it was a bringer show. It was Michael Q. He still produces main stage at the store. Mm, oh, wow. I go wow. up seven minutes. I'm fucking, I'm doing my thing. I'm sweating. I used to pour down, pour sweat, dude. Oh, my voice is, I'm bombing, I'm bombing. I, seven minutes, I didn't even see the light, dude. I keep going. Oh, no. This fool walks me off the stage. <laughs> oh, play me no. Off. And he's like, save it for your Showtime special, kid. Uh. And, uh, oh, man, that was embarrassing. As fuck, because that kind of crushed some confidence in me, Ooh. and I think I took like a little six month, six month break after that. And uh, did I take a break? No, I didn't take a break. What am I talking about? I kept plugging away. <laughs> there was a break. There was a six month break at some point when I was maybe twenty three, uh, not twenty three, maybe twenty five. But no, I I linked up with this guy Cochino, who produces the shows at the starting gate in uh, Los Alamitos. That guy would book me because I'd bring all my friends from college. And, uh, man, I'd get these crazy-ass bookings, good-ass comics, and I'd be there with my 15 friends, and uh, the drinks were like three bucks, so everyone would pull up. It's college years. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, my college years lasted until I was like, 26 but uh hey who's counting <laughs> did mine end i don't know yeah, no, i didn't want them to end i was like i need these fans dude i need these friends and uh you know, that guy put me on i did a bunch of shows for him took a little like break to write and i wrote every day one page for a year so i had like 300 plus pages of comedy and i came back and did cochino's show open for jen murphy and i fucking did great oh, and yeah. i had crowd work and i had like loaded questions which was my idea of crowd work at the time right and, but i was snapping and people were like holy shit this kid's good mm. and uh, that gave me the confidence to start open micing and to go to flappers and i'm like i really want to fucking do this and uh, i started with the classes i started hitting their mic like every week and uh, and i felt like an idiot because for sure there was comics who were around my age who were more advanced than I was. Right. And here we are today and they're still more advanced than I am. But, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe their trajectory was a little bit better or they just, they found how to, found out how to write jokes quicker than I did. Mm. But, um, yeah, cause I see like a couple of them like, damn, you're on comedy central now. Okay. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. You, but they just had their own style, which is something for me that had to come later. Now I can yeah. feel like I have my own style, but that was, I didn't, I didn't, I took my foot off the gas at some point, took a three year break, went to law school, fell off, fell off the map totally. And, uh, that's cause I had some deaths in the family. It was like hard for me to laugh and smile. So I tried to take a new career path, but mm -hmm. that didn't work. And my best friend was like, man, you were a different guy when you were on the stage. Oh, you're all wow. happy and shit. Okay. Now you're like taking <laughs> yeah. naps every day and you're just like, like mm, whatever, dude, I'll do it. Yeah, uh, sure. I'll get back to comedy. He's like, no, you got to do it, man. So my best friend talked me into going back to the stage and I hit an open mic in the OC and I just got the, I, my delivery was much more confident. I wasn't sweating because I was like in my thirties and I was like, okay, I'm 31 now. I'm like not afraid. And, I just didn't stop. I hit like a hundred, like like how you track your mics. Yeah, I was like that until yeah. I probably got in, into like the two hundred somewhere, and then I'm like, yeah, okay, right, right. Enough right, right. tracking the mics. Now I'm just gonna go balls out, and I haven't took my foot off the gas since. That's legit. That's legit, though. That's yeah, how you got to do it balls to the wall, and don't take your foot off the gas. Don't take a break. Keep plowing through the mud, and you'll get there.
Yeah, I mean, for me, yeah, that's that's kind of how I've been doing it. Just kind of powering through. Just got to keep trying by air, man. You got to, because you're not going to uh, feel hilarious every day. You're right. going to have those that's days it. where you're like, I want to strangle someone today. <laughs> how am I going to be funny? But, yeah, you know, You find it in different ways sometimes. You find yeah. yeah, you never yeah. know. It's worth it, because, like, the payoff is awesome to go from doing open mics to, like, headlining and to opening up for your heroes. I got to open for Pablo Francisco. That was, yeah, man. Oh, man. It was <laughs> like, I couldn't believe it. It was surreal. I saw that shit and I was like, fuck yeah, bro. Get it, dude. dude. I, <laughs> I, just, like, I knew you were so hyped. Man, I, was, <laughs> I knew you were for It was one of the happiest days of my life. It was like a career milestone. And that's the crazy thing. That's just the beginning. Like, wherever the future's taken me, I'm, I can't wait. I'm like, I'm so stoked because I know it's only going to get better and better. You keep putting in the work. Things get better, and I'm like, well, I think I can like comfortably quit now because I did all the things I want to do. <laughs> but I like, yeah, at the same time, you, gotta keep, you know, keep if I keep up, going in another year, what you know, <laughs> something know. better could happen. You never know, man. You yeah, know. I'm Mister Positive, man. I love uh, to spread that message. If you believe in yourself and you believe in your skills, if you put in the work, you can have what you want. It might come slower than you wanted it to, but. Uh, just keep blasting away and you'll get it because, man, I hate people who are negative Nancys. And I used to work on film sets and I bring that, like, that positive yeah. energy. And I had this fucking actor clown me for the whole duration of a Aww. movie. Mitchell Musso, he was a little punk-ass kid, Oliver, in Hannah, Montana. And this kid would clown the shit out of Mitchell. me. He would make, yeah, anybody named Mitchell is just a little punk ass. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Shout out to Mitchell Lamar. <laughs> no, no. Mitchell Lamar is great. He's cool. I like him. He's, He's the one cool. I know. I like. He's the, yeah, no. White Mitchells. That's okay, there you go. About. Mitches? Probably even worse. Mitchies? Yeah. We, don't, <laughs> oh, Mitchies? we like Nietzsche's, but we don't like Mitch. <laughs> Unless you're Mitchy Slick. Mitches like... get stitches. <laughs> Mitches are snitches. Yo. No, but that kid would make. He made a whole Snapchat series like, oh, Mr. Positive, look at me. Every day's a great day. Oh, wow. Is that. Who's that on the phone? Is that success? I'm answering the call. Dude, this guy would clown oh. the fuck out of me, and I just remember being like, mm, I'm going to show you. Dirty. I'm going to show you someday, and I'm going to show that motherfucker. That's fucking dirty. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm going to hit uh, him back and be like, hey, we should make a video together about ah, the benefits ah, of being positive. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Yo, Where's that's, your career now, sucker? That's refreshing because <laughs> I hear a lot of people. It's, it's, it's like the... I don't know. As a, as a comic, you you get jealous looking at other people where they're at success. Like you were talking about yeah. earlier, you're like, "Damn, I I was at that same shit. I was better than him when that happened. Why don't am I not getting this opportunity?" And so, like, there's that little demon. I feel like that's sometimes in the back. Oh of the yeah, head. that can that because like happen. for me, I'm I'm mostly like I'm encouraged. I'm like, "You're getting it. That's fucking dope. I appreciate you that." Like, be. you know what I mean? If you could do it, that means I could do it. So I'm not gonna hate on you for fucking getting <laughs> there. Can be do it, anyone can do beating it. me too. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know I you, suck. but like other people. I know like I'm the first person about to in say general, in general though. yeah yeah I don't have that I don't have that in, well maybe with like one comic but but I see that it's just different strokes for different folks people have yeah. different trajectories or they have they can grasp things sooner than you can and uh or they just have their own style which I think is very marketable in comedy a lot of us are trying to work out like who we are on stage right and it's the people who are very much themselves who kind of uh they gain traction much quicker. Like Logan Gunselman, yeah, she has that deadpan like delivery where it's like, "Ooh, is this a crazy person or is this just a really measured comic?" <laughs> right. and, but she's been like that forever. And I remember seeing her at open mics, and 
being like, man, man, I'm funnier than her. And then I see her in Comedy Central, like, okay, she's really funny. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, she always was funny, but uh, I just, since we're like contemporaries, I'm just like, man, what am I missing? What do I have that, she, you know, what I'm, what I, what don't I have that she has? And, right. and it's clearly a persona. It's you, the com, the comfortability in her own skin or whatever, whatever the word is. She's just herself. So right, right. I'm up there doing a fucking act. I need to be more myself, and uh, that will work out for me. So it's good to see comics like that because you measure yourself against them, and you. If you're honest with yourself, you'll say, well, I must be doing something wrong or I must not have a certain skill. So let me try to close that gap and gain those skills. Matty yeah. Chimbor, he's another guy who's really funny. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was like, we're the same age. And uh, he's he was more advanced than I was, you know, when I was at Flappers. He was at Flappers. Everybody loved him. Nobody liked me. But, uh, you know, he's and he's still funnier than me. But it's like that's a good measuring stick to to see people who are uh, better than you and then try to close the gap and not be like, man, okay, I'm fucking better than them. Yeah, like man. nah, dude, just be yourself and don't. No one's better than anybody um, until you get to the point where you're making a living off your standup. Then you could say, yeah, I'm better than you, dog. That's why I just sold out right. this arena. That's why I got all these dates booked and all this. That's shit. That's why yeah. I've got an agent. I'm doing movies and I'm doing fucking sold out theaters. <laughs> Because I am that good. Yeah, man. But I, until then, yeah. just you, we're all like stuck in this weird like limbo phase. I always feel like a lot of times my competitive nature with comedy comes from like my sports background and stuff like that. Oh, and I know sure. I notice it's like really similar to like when you're on like a freshman team and you go and you play like the JV the the JV team like a grade up. You're like, oh, now I'm put, competing with like the old the people who are more advanced than I am. So now I got to step my game up and shit. So you kind of got to humble yourself there. Then you get like used to that. And then you're like, all right, now I got to get to varsity. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, it's like, I don't know. For me, like when I first started, there was like some mics where you'd be like, okay, all right, whatever. We're all kind of like so-so. And then I come out to like Hollywood and do some of the mics out here. And I'm like, oh, and then I, I was like, oh, there's another level to this shit. There are levels. <laughs> like Joe Rogan says, yeah. I hate I'm to like, admit oh, it. Shit. There's like... There are levels to this shit. And uh, you see that as your time begins to expand. Like before, I would have to stretch my material to do 25 minutes. Now 25 is nothing to me. Now 45 is something that I'm like, 45, if I don't write out my set list, Mm -hmm. I can't tread water to get to my 45. But I have more than 45 minutes worth of material. I have plenty of material. Right. But it's that I'm not in that comfort zone yet to where I can comfortably not even have to look at the clock. I'm like, I got this. I could go do hours. Mm -hmm. If I don't plan out my set list, then I'll get lost and I won't be able to to recall what I need to say. So it's just you're building these levels. Like you get so comfortable at 10. Like I did 10 this past weekend. I'm like, I'm going to do four jokes. And like normally you'd be like, oh, shit, I, I need to do uh, 20 jokes to fill this or at least 10 jokes. Right. I'm like, I'm going to do four jokes and I'm right. going to let them breathe mm-hmm. and I'm going to have fun with it. I'm going to fuck with the crowd. I'm going to bounce some bounce some ideas off them. I did four jokes and I made it, I probably did 11 minutes. I mean, I think I went over and, uh, yeah, you get to that comfort level. And then now 25 minutes is like, I'm stupid, comfortable with 25. I don't even look, I don't look at the clock. Right. Right. But now 45, I want to get to that point where 45 is just dirt off my shoulders. It's nothing to me. It's just, <laughs> it's easy. Right. Cake. Right. I'm trying to get to that point where I'm like comfortable with like 20 minutes. That's I haven't done too many. I'm, I feel like I'm good with 15, but anything over that, I'm kind of like in a little bit of, 
Put it in the deep end. Yeah. Well, I have enough. Well, I have enough material to do it, but yeah. it's like getting it to fit. You, know you get I mean? it to fit because so. everything you, you want it to be it in in the right spot. These like so. interlocking pieces. You want your yeah. set to flow. Sometimes I feel like my sets don't. They're not flowing. They're too disjointed, and uh, it's just not. You know, it's not this perfect thing that that just goes up and up and up and up, build to a big crescendo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you know, thanks, that's my time. That's that's what you want. You want to take them on this awesome roller coaster ride where each drop is sicker than the last one. Right. But right. Uh, until you get there, until you've done it so many times, you don't even know how to structure it in that way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's another thing that comes. That structure is so important. Some jokes just fit together right. Right. You find you make right. this one joke and it fits with another and then it, pretty soon it becomes like a 15-minute block. And you're like, I'll oh, start this block. And then, bam. Yeah, like, it's, all, it's all like a puzzle piece. Like every every little one liner or like little like throwaway line, it all fits into like a, a like a, a theme, like one yeah, like yeah. A, a topic or totally. like a story. And then how you make that fit into everything else you say, that's such an art form to that that's, shit. That's the art comes in. <laughs> like I don't know. It's like putting together a good DJ set. You're like, all right, I, this song is dope, but if I played at the beginning, it's not going to have the same impact if I played in the middle where I've already led up to it. You know yeah, I mean? so yeah, because like, if you start <laughs> out, well, I mean, we're always told to start out with one of your best jokes. You just got to grab them. Mm. The first 30 seconds, you got to grab them. I always do some kind of self-depth joke. It's always it <laughs> for me, too, yeah. And then I hit them with yeah. three tight ones, and then I go into the crowd work, and then I start... With the uh, the longer jokes, and I save like the story <laughs> jokes towards the end because uh, once they've ga- I've gained their mm. trust and now they like me, now I can tell them longer and longer stories with like bigger laughs at the end. But they gotta yeah rock with you in the first place, otherwise they're gonna tune you out. And uh, that's when storytelling is tough because like every line has got to be punched up, you know. And so so you want to write your stories one line at a time, and then how can I make this funny? How can I tag this? Go to the next line and go in order of the story, but try to take every line and make it hilarious. And you'll get to the point where you're getting laughs off a single word. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I tell the joke, I do the word, laugh. You know, it, and it's like, oh, wow, I have some kind of magic powers now. Before I had to tell, <laughs> say all this shit to get a laugh, now I just say this word and it's just perfectly placed. Right, right. And it's funny. Right. So that comes with experience and just... uh just observation, I think, like learning from other people's styles and seeing what they're doing right. Because mm. I've seen some comics, man, less is more. They'll use like five words to get to the punchline and just you're laughing before they even get there. Mm. Right. Fucking awesome. Right, right. Yeah, it, that's that's something I'm learning too. I had a, a really good set recently where the majority of like the first chunk of the set was like stuff that I had already done. It was bona fide, but I felt the crowd was just working with me so well. It's like, all right. I'm doing some new shit at the end because it typically the setup to it it's like a, it's a dumb punchline but the setup to it was like kind of longer but because I had won them over they were there with me like oh my god I'm still mad at myself because I was recording the video and I ran out of video but like it ended right before I started that last joke and I was like the main reason oh, I wanted to record shit. was to record that joke <laughs> and I was like fuck damn damn it but uh it was it was good and everything worked out and then but I had I reworded the joke in a different way and it worked that night and so lock it in i was pissed because i didn't get a recording of how i said it so i'm just like oh damn you gotta go back to the memory bank and try to write it down dude i got off stage and like i had like a good set the host came up to me and but i looked at my phone and i realized what happened and i was like dejected for the next Mm. like i had to hold it in i was like 
no, I'm great. I'm I'm doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you captured lightning in a bottle and then you lost it. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. That so happens. I did, and then my my audio recording didn't grab it either. So I was like, Oh no! Like what happened here? I was like, Oh whatever. I uh, I still got good clips from the rest of the set though. <laughs> yeah, you got so, to. So you got I've been I've been trying to be on the positive <laughs> you gotta look it took at me a it. few minutes to get like it'll come right, back right, to you though right. it will because there's a thing called medic this idea called metacognition and that's like if you're thinking about something enough it's in the back of your brain working and it'll come to the surface at sooner or later and right. you'll be like oh that's that fucking joke you'll be in traffic like that's the joke damn it that's the joke that i lost that i thought about years ago yeah. and now i need to just write it down i have most of it it was just more like the delivery and the order of how i did it'll it. it'll come like, back yeah. to you i promise you yeah i love it's to talk shop dumb, dumb sports topical jokes it was, it was i feel like a professor of comedy and i i'm not like i'm just the i'm probably like the equivalent of like a student getting his master's and uh, a TA of comedy, I'm like a TA of comedy, right <laughs> Brian Radisinovich. But if TA I could impart comedy. the audience with any type of knowledge that's practical for them, then I'm glad to do it. You know, I get up on my professor high horse sometimes on these <laughs> podcasts, and I just love to talk comedy theory, and uh, I forget I need to be funny sometimes. <laughs> so uh, tell me all about your story in the ER, Mario. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Get to let's this. See. I was trying to figure out how do I segue no, into let's just this. Do it because I've been. I feel like I need to get off my fucking soapbox oh, and uh, and I need to stop being Tony Robbins and start being Ryan Radisinovich, <laughs> the comedian. Yo, I went to college <laughs> with this son. Really? Yeah. Was he like a positive dude, or was he, he was just kind a of wreck? a? He was kind of a weird kid. I don't know. He I was, bet. Yeah. I bet you listening to that shit every day for your entire life. <laughs> he was like kind of like a well-off nerdy kid. So it's like, oh, okay. yeah. So he had a like weird dynamic to him. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I oh yeah, LMU. It's full of celebrities' yeah. kids. That's, yeah, that's right. what it I is. Forget yeah. that. There's a lot of random it's right ones. next to the beach. A lot of random ones, and it's all the kids who can't get into USC or right? LA, but still want to come out and party. Come nice. out to LA. Yeah. Those are the fools I used to hang out with mm. and shit. If uh, you're still watching bro <laughs> hey, i remember I rem send us some donations yo i remember chris mullen's son he was trying out for the basketball team yo did like he have freshman. the haircut no he did not have the flat top no damn. that dude went ham at the parties though bro really <laughs> i bet rolling around the tequila bottle going to the neck like, just, like i'm like whoa dog you're going hard as fuck like Looking, yeah, anyway. yo, that's dope though. Uh, I didn't know anybody famous in college. <laughs> I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Clyde's Drexler's, Drexler's son was on the basketball team for a little bit. Too. Oh wow, he was Clyde chill though. Clyde. He he was like way more chill than Chris Mullen's son. Though. Yeah. yeah, he was cool. Adam, what up? <laughs> I always loved Chris Mullen. He was yeah. like a badass white boy. Like he oh, had he a, dope. his nose was smashed, and he'd be like, yeah. I'll get 20 boards a game. He even Jumper. talked like a cool dude. Like he's he a just, New Yorker. Yeah, like yeah, he has like the New York accent. He was he was tough, man. That guy, I would I'd love for that guy to be like my kid's high school coach. <laughs> yeah, I man. respect him. Yeah. Anyway, he's a tough motherfucker. But so yeah, so ER, <laughs> you were there. So, uh, so this is this is what my my uh, my weekend is looking like. So I had AJ on the podcast on Sunday, right? Okay. And so he was here and he was just, we're talking. I was like, yeah, I'm thinking about doing some mics before going to, because I had the show yesterday. I was like, all right, I'm going to work on my stuff. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to be at the rec room later tonight because that's like close to where I'm at. If, why don't you come down, say what's up and all that stuff, we'll hang out. I was like, all right, cool, I'll do that. I haven't been out there. Um, so I drive out to Huntington Beach, go to the rec room. Um, or prior to that, check this out. I'm, uh, I'm getting ready. I take a shower. Um, I'm, uh, 
shaving my privates as I, as one does, and I uh, <laughs> also got what's on the clip. That's cool. I got it. All right. I think so. <laughs> so, and I'm getting under my under. I got to get relaxed for yeah. the story, dude. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> and uh, oh, I like make contact. Tell with me more. One of my. <laughs> Psycho. As I was about to tell you, I'm grabbing my balls and shit. <laughs> yes. Were they soapy? <laughs> no, just playing. So I'm what shaving. did they smell like? Irish Spring? No, just... All right. So matter you're shaving. Fact, actually, no matter of fact, how did you fact, know? That's, that's the struggle true. soap. <laughs> that is Irish I need spring. a re-up. I'm almost out. <laughs> you know you're balling when you can afford the blue one. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yo, blue like, one. Yeah, I can afford the, the Mountain Fresh one. Oh, man. <laughs> So okay, so you're shaving. You nicked your balls. I didn't nick them. I just like <gasps> I was I was like just shaving. It didn't cut myself, but I made contact with like my right testicle, and it felt funny. And I was like, Oops, it was like one of those where you hit it like kind of gentle, and you're like, oh, okay, that was weird. <laughs> and so I just didn't think nothing of it, and I'm just kind of like wiggling my fucking junk and just going like, all right, just it'll it'll settle right, it'll settle okay, and it just wasn't sitting right. It was a little dull, kind of like weird pain. So I was like, what the fuck, this is weird. It was around like seven o'clock. This happens. Like you didn't it, notice like blood running down your there was leg. No blood. There was no blood or anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I didn't cut myself. That's the thing. Your balls are nice and calloused, <laughs> right? Just from rubbing up against your jeans for like years. I don't years. know what it was. It was like, the way I grabbed. I don't know what it was. You but... cut the under. You cut the gooch. No, I didn't, I didn't cut myself. You didn't cut I, yourself. I, just, I made contact with one of my testicles, and then it was just was feeling funny the rest of the time. It was weird. Yeah, I made contact. Like, damn, how many? I mean, what, I you got some sensitive even, balls or that's something? What I was thinking. I was like, what the fuck did like, I do? So you I'm don't just let like, girls cradle your balls when they're blowing you? Come on, that's Mario. What I'm, you I'm got like, these... what the fuck just happened, man? I'm like, is this dude's just trying to get a yellow card here? What's going on with my <laughs> yeah, testicle? What like, happened? <laughs> he's like, oh, cool. I read it out in pain. But uh, so it was just like bothering me. And I'm like, fucking, I don't know. So I get in my car. I drive all the way out to Huntington Beach. And I'm, it's, it's, I'm thinking like, all right, it'll go away after a while. I'll go off the way after a while. And I'm there at the at the mic. I'm just I sign up or whatever. I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. It's not going away. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And so I end up being like the second to last comic like that gets up there. So I'm just like sitting there the whole time going like what shifting, the fuck? shifting left to right, yeah, standing up, sitting down, like being comfortable, <laughs> like go outside, smoke some weed, try to not think about it. Had a beer. I was just like, fuck, I'm still. <laughs> it still hurts. And then now at this point, I'm online going on WebMD. Do I have like, cancer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing all this shit. So there's another comic friend that I know. He had this condition called testicular torsion. Do you know what this is? No, but I've had prostateitis where one of my testicles swelled up and it started like throbbing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh huh. And but that happened slowly like gradually over a course of a few months to where it got to the point where i had to see a doctor gotcha so so this condition testicular torsion is where like the the ball the ball's hanging in the scrotum and it gets like rotated like yeah and, like, and, like it's like choking itself out yeah. like, doesn't get like doesn't get blood flow basically <laughs> your balls did a little loop and they, they made a noose <laughs> yeah, and one exactly. ball was like fuck no, i'm I gonna thought. kill myself motherfucker <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna jump. That's this what I thought happened, bro. So I'll text. I'm DMing my homie, like Austin. Like I can't up? take Irish Spring anymore. <laughs> I'll end it all right now. <laughs> He's another comic, and he talks about it on stage. So that's the only reason I know about. Oh, this okay. Condition. So I'm hitting him up. I'm like, hey, man, did this ever happen I to you too? <laughs> like, like, I know this is personal, but I'm freaking out right now. What's going on? <laughs> this is before I do my set. I go up, try to do my set. I bomb because I don't have. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. like not thinking about it. I'm up there on stage going like what the fuck's going on i get off stage i go to the bathroom i'm in the bathroom my pants down like jiggling my balls like oh come on so yeah. like what the fuck and at this point i'm like freaking 
freaking out because I'm like, am I making it worse? Am I doing yeah. it? Like, so I'm like, fuck. All right. I think, and I'm looking online, and like the thing for testicular torsion said, like if the pain consists for over six hours, uh, and you go to the hospital under six hours, there's a the likelihood of saving your ball is like way greater than if you don't do it. So I'm like doing math in my head. How long has it been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, shit. All right, there's there's ER room seven minutes. Fucking open mic. (laughs) They made me wait till the end to go up. If I lose a testicle, it's I your try, ass, Kenny I Weber. Try, yo, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be a professional. I'm going like, to shoot not, up the rec room, motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, I'm not. I'm going to be a professional comic. I'm going to do my spot. I'm going to do my spot. I'm yo, you're, you. you're all in if you lose a testicle because of comedy. You, you know I'm dumb. You not better fucking be famous. <laughs> better make this shit. You better make this shit work. You went balls in deep. A ball to the walls, bro. Yo, a ball to the wall. <laughs> ball till you fall. Uh, Fuck. Oh, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm tripping out. And mind you, I don't have health insurance right now. So I'm like, fuck. Like, I'm like, this Damn, is going to cost me a my shit. My parents' man. plan expired. Fuck. <laughs> this is going to cost me a shit ton, man. Like, what the fuck? So I'm like, fuck it. I'll, I'll go to the ER. And I'm there. And like, it just dawns on me how lonely of a person I am that I'm like, oh, I guess I got to put my mom as my contact. <laughs> so I was like, fuck. <laughs> Who else would you call in I the like, time of need? I put my roommates there. Like, like they're going to get a call like two in the morning. So Mario's under surgery. We're going to have to remove one of his testicles. They're going to be like, okay, like what do I do with this information? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> <laughs> do I need to pick him up? Like, what? Do I need to pick up his testicle uh, from a lab? <laughs> <laughs> from the lab. So, so did you have to lose a nut? No, no, thank Ooh, God. So Lord. so I ended up getting examined. I told them what happened. They did an ultrasound and like uh <laughs> ended up Man. coming back clean. I took a urine sample, came Good. back clean. Tell me why I took a urine sample and I pissed in the and I looked at it and was like, this don't look right. And I'm looking dumped what co- <laughs> Let me try again. Yeah, yeah. Was it red? Was there no, blood? No. I think I must have It's like, just jerked. too dark. I probably jerked off sometime earlier and there's probably a little Oh God! I saw something so no, floating like, in here. Uh, like, Let me get this out of here. Can I have some water, please? <laughs> <laughs> it was like super low, and I gave it. So I was like, Is this enough? She's like, Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> I was like all embarrassed. Dude. I'm thinking about it. The lady's like, Hey, you should probably for uh, medical. <laughs> and so I'm thinking of all this shit in my head. I'm like, Fuck! Like, what's going on? They come out. The guy, the guy, the doctor. I'm the last person in the weight room. He's like trying to t- crack a joke. So, oh, you holding down the fort out here, bro? I'm like, just tell me what's going on. Yeah, give me the results. <laughs> tell dog. me the results, doc. Like, Am I gonna lose a nut? <laughs> it's like there's no torsion at all, and uh, <laughs> you should be fine. The patient. What happened always. to the nut then? <laughs> what was the verdict? I still don't know what happened. I just must have. I don't know. I feel fine today though. Yesterday, it, still, it felt better. It still Do you think little... it was like because a, a hernia? You feel it in your balls too. That's Do you think you strained? Been. Maybe. At some point, I was just leg up on the on the side of the tub trying to get under there. I don't know. I you don't need to get under there, Mario. <laughs> I, I mean, I know Whoa, it might go with your Mister Clean image, but dude. women don't give a fuck That's that for much. Me. <laughs> it's for you, <laughs> okay, bro. You like, want to be like, hey, I, the curtain matches the drapes. <laughs> trust me, hey, I've got a little mustache <laughs> right above my dick and. <laughs> <laughs> hey man it gets too wild in there bro like i'm like causes, yeah, causes that's, friction that's a generational <laughs> difference between us i'm like fuck i would i did it once i nicked my balls i lost a bunch of blood i never did it again after that i'm like oh, i don't care if i'm gonna go down bro. there it's gonna be with the clippers 
and not with the razor. That's insane. What were you going for? You're going for the zero, and then you went to clean it up and a little alcohol at the end? Not even. What it was you... before that. It was like in the process of me. You got it. So clip, the shaving was fine. It clip, was. And I then what did you do? You just twisted a nut. That's what it was. That's that sounds painful though. <laughs> yeah, so Ouch. I'm fine now. That's good. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm basically I'm gonna pay a couple hundred dollars for like two random strangers to fondle my nuts, basically. Yeah. <laughs> in, in Orange County. <laughs> no, you should just not pay it because I hear I heard there's no way to enforce it. They're just like, like ah, you couldn't afford it. What you should pay is for a stranger to wax. That's what, your gooch okay, and your balls, yeah, uh, so you don't have to happen. worry about it probably anymore. <laughs> that's the, that's the lesson of the story. Yeah. The story. Wax. <laughs> on wax off uh, i'm like man i could have got a hand job from like some someone for way less for the amount that you're gonna pay yeah, you could have gotten a lot of hand jobs you yeah. could have had some rubbing tugs you could have had a real reason to be in the er <laughs> right oh man bitch yanked my dick too hard god damn it i like your shirt by the way it's got Thank a woman smoking a peace pipe i just noticed that i was like <laughs> yeah. what has she got in her mouth this whole time <laughs> It's a giant P. Okay. <laughs> Most people don't know. They're like, oh, it's just one of those Native American design things. Yeah, that's like, at first I was out, like, yeah. I tuned it out, but then I was like, what is that? <laughs> I got this at Santee Alley. Oh, I love the Cajones. <laughs> My favorite. I was walking around over there and like one of the store guys. No, actually, this is a different story. But yeah, I was walking around and I just noticed this shirt and I was like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. I'm a fucking stunner, dude. Dog. I want this. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be hitting the peace pipe, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I need a peace pipe shirt. Uh, Where? What store was that? Do you, they don't even have names. Yeah, I you're can't just remember. like I went until I, I smelled location. incense. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard chimes, and I was like, "This is the place." Oh, that's where I get my bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sometimes I get them from there. <laughs> no, nah, there, there was another store. It was so funny. It was like uh, uh, one of those places that has like all like the weed smoking accessories, but then it's got like the the posters for like those stoner posters. Oh, I love those. <laughs> and uh, there's this Middle Eastern guy who was like working the store, and I was kind of the guy was just like, "Hey, hey, bro, bro, hey, bro, my friend, bro, bro." My friend, my friend, my friend. My friend, my friend. Habibi, I, I <laughs> yeah, yeah. see in your eyes you are looking for a deal. But, it, but he wasn't even like trying to sell me shit. He was just like, are you Persian? Are you Persian? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I need a friend. He was like one of my people. <laughs> I am very lonely here. I spend many days by uh, myself. I was like, nah, man. I'm you not like Mas Jobroni? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you look like his cousin. Access of your comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen it? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Dude, I love that shit because I I get it all the time i'll go into a gas station owned by a persian yeah. and uh they'll be like oh where you are from yeah. and i'm like oh i'm from downey like no you're not from downey no <laughs> you're not fooling me this time you're persian <laughs> like no not persian serbian oh syrian oh you that's why you look like the actor shona baziba did i know the i know those eyes anywhere it's okay your secret's safe with me oh man I, and I, the worst was i had the persian <laughs> gas station man at my local ampm this guy would love to touch my hands oh it was he like, would give me the whole my friend my friend yeah, like, what are you gonna yeah. give me a palm reading what is this shit <laughs> you have very soft hand you have like i know homosexuality is a crime in your country but please you don't need to have your finger my no. finger in your mouth that's it's not <laughs> i give you a change mm, you have very salty oh, fingers shit, it's very man. nice i put cumin and coriander and mm, <laughs> no he never sucked my fingers but i swear if i gave him the chance 
He would have loved to. He's probably subscribed to some freaky OnlyFans right Only now. Hands. Only hands. Only hands. <laughs> hey. Shout shout out. Dude, that guy though, that guy that at that that shop though, and I told him I wasn't Persian, he was just so dejected. He's so disappointed, like, oh, another one got me. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh no, I am over four. I'm over four. <laughs> Two days. <laughs> but he I didn't skip a beat. He goes, <sighs> did he breath and just goes. But have you had Persian pussy before? <laughs> I was like, I was like you had Persian by proxy. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. I know. He was just like, Do you, can we relate here? Was he trying to find a friend? Like, what the hell? I was like, you got some for me, bro? You want to point me in the right direction? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm down. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I once owned a Persian cat. That's scary. It's as close as I've got. Uh, 2012 was a good year. <laughs> I would like some Persian punani. Um, hey. Uh, shout out to any hot Persian girls who are looking for a guy who looks Persian but isn't Persian. I'm your man. I'm used to females having hairy arms, so we're good. <laughs> exactly, dude. We're good. Bro. All we're both just a different type of Velcro. I male Velcro, your female Velcro. Let's make a sandwich. Let's get stuck together, dude. <laughs> uh, that's a joke. I have a girlfriend. <laughs> Um, oh, she doesn't listen to this. It's okay, dude. I was, it's fine. I'm the worst. I just <laughs> dude, I pretend I'm it. single all the time. It doesn't matter if I have a girlfriend or not. I just can't help being myself. That's, I'm a flirtatious dude. That's fucking funny. I got that <laughs> big testosterone energy. No, I was just thinking recently about like how crazy it is. Like people have weird sexual fetishes and shit. Yeah, fetishes are crazy. But it's like weird for like if you're a guy versus a girl, like in a, a straight relationship. Like, I love sucking on titties, but when a girl sucks on my titties, I just giggle. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I know. It's they try the to, same. like, like lick same. your nipple, and you're like, Silly. Take that out of your mouth. That's ridiculous. I don't want a girl doing that, mostly just because I'm going to have a hairy chest, and I'm going to probably make out with her later, and I don't want her to be flossing <laughs> with my teeth. <laughs> and then you just suck in one of your own lips. <laughs> yeah, now I'm eating my own hair. <laughs> oh, no. That's the worst. I'm, uh, yeah, fetishes are one of those things where it's like <laughs> good for the goose, but not necessarily good for the gander. It's not always good on both ends. Oh, man. And I know this because, yeah, like we fuck around and uh, I'm always giggling like a schoolgirl, but then I'll do the same stuff and be like, mm, you like that, babe? You like that? That's freaky, huh? She's like, oh, yeah, daddy, that's freaky. But then when she tries to do it to me, I'm like, get off of me. That's weird. Oh, man. <laughs> you want a boxer, man? Slap <laughs> 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 me, silly girl. Like Mike Tyson. I'm going to bite your nipples. I'm fucking your ovaries, girl. Bite your titties off. Oh, Mike Tyson. <laughs> knock out that pussy. <laughs> yeah, that shit's... I don't know. Fetishes are fun. I mean, it's all just in fun and... It's all in fun and games as long as it's consensual. You're having a good time. Right, right. That's okay. But, you know, some people want to take it too far. And I feel like you just you can't start out with like crazy fucking shit. crazy shit unless you, you both can. unless you come on that same energy. wavelength yeah. yeah like if you're both on Fet Life then like <laughs> all right then I think it's if good. you met at a dungeon and right. yeah you can ever kick you in the if balls if you met at an after hour sex dungeon party like then I think it's like a fair <laughs> game I think so like, yeah bring out whips on the first night I guess <laughs> I don't like I'd be weirded out if a girl was That's, into all that shit like who abused you sexually what kind which one of your uncles touched you Bro, so girl, beat girls, up. girls with weird fetishes are like uh male comics they've they've, <laughs> they've been touched as a kid or they 
head trauma. <laughs> For sure, they've got deep seated trauma. Oh my gosh, that's that's my theory that every every uh, comic that's worth anything has like some head trauma or has been touched. As, as I was never touched, but for sure my life was traumatic. Uh, there you go, some trauma. Some yeah. I've had head trauma though. <laughs> head trauma, no uh, uh, specific head trauma. That's just that's just my that I can theory. remember. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I heard amnesia is part of that. <laughs> <laughs> some nights in Alaska, Bear didn't spot me oh, in the head. Oh, for sure. No, I had my head bounced off the door many times, so I probably don't even remember half the shit from my childhood. Dude, because of that. I remember my parents telling me a story of like uh, them dropping me as a child or something like that as a baby. Oh. <laughs> and my uncle used to like make fun of me. He used to call me Conehead as a kid. And so I was self-conscious when I first started losing my hair. Oh, like, oh no. My head is going to look fucking weird and shit. You should have embraced it and just started buying rings. <laughs> to make yourself an actual cone head. Make myself do that? Right? <laughs> you look like one of the Anunnaki's, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Anunnaki's? <laughs> look like aliens. Show up and Sam Tripoli's freaking out. <laughs> right? Like, ah, whoa. Guy does comedy, too? Does yeah. comedy. <laughs> Where are you Andy's from? He's a Raider fan. You're like, <laughs> what? Planet Xenu, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, <Yo>, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, from Antarctica. <laughs> yeah. uh, from <laughs> we're all hiding we're over there, dog. We mutated. Oh, Damn, man. we haven't even opened that book. But maybe the next episode <laughs> we'll talk conspiracies because okay. I am a conspiracy researcher and I love all of them. And Let's I think right, I we'll believe in all of them because I'm like, if you believe in one, you got to believe in all of them. If some crazy magic superstitious shit is real, it's got to all be real. So <laughs> I enjoy it. I have an active imagination. All and right. uh, that, that's on. That's on tap for the next episode. That's on. Yeah. That. Yeah, subscribe, <laughs> like, and donate, and I'll tell you some crazy yeah, shit you're not supposed go. to hear on hit, Twitch. Hit all the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Am I even allowed to curse on Twitch? You're perfectly fucking fine, okay. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I heard this is like a this is for children, and I've been trying. To I keep put it. above eighteen. Oh, okay, thing. good, so good. Like, there's like, a, are you sure you want to watch this shit? Like, thing? <laughs> <laughs> did that ever stop anyone under the age of eighteen? Though, like, nice. <laughs> no, it didn't. No, no it never did. I, have. Um, I remember my first rated R movie was Eight Mile. And I just went up to some random lady in the line, and I was like, "Can you buy us tickets?" And she was like, "Yeah, sure, kid. Come on in with me." <laughs> and, uh, nice, and nice. it was funny because, like, I was with my Cuban friend, and you know me, I'm a Serbian, and this black lady, and they're like, she, "The guy's like, are these your kids?" And she's like, "Yeah, they're my kids. They're not really my kids, but you know, they're like foster kids." And then yeah. he was like, "Okay," and he let us in, and we watched. <laughs> so that was awesome and she so, was cool she even let us like go sit in another part of the theater she wasn't like no no we got to keep this lie going yeah. till the very end <laughs> if i was her i'd be like no as soon as you she's get like there, please like, yeah, have fun <laughs> never <laughs> talk to me lose yourself in the music and the movie and <laughs> go away the moment. <laughs> she didn't even make us buy her popcorn or anything like oh, that wow, she was okay. really cool there you go shout out to her yeah though. shout out to that lady if i find <laughs> you if your kid ever needs to be taken to a movie oh. uh i will gladly repay the favor oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to say though, my parents gaslit me though about that story though. <laughs> about oh, your conehead ass! <laughs> I was like, hey, so is it true that story? That and my dad was like, that never happened. Well, what when you were about? born, we had to shave your head down. Uh. <laughs> no, they, they said that I was like a kid or something. I fell off of, like the uh, not the stroller, but like the, the, the car seat or something like that. <laughs> Ooh, ouch! <laughs> Apparently, that happened. <laughs> I don't know if it's real or not now because now I'm like, fuck! I was like, this is supposed to be my origin story. 
<laughs> I was gonna do a bit about it and everything. Like, now I'm all second guessing myself. I got gaslit by my dad. <laughs> your head got stuck in a pipe, and then we had to pull you out. It was like Winnie the Pooh, and your head got elongated, and then we had to have the doctors shave it down. So oh, I thought you were gonna go with the Super Mario reference. At that. Oh yeah, yeah. Look, I never remember the Super Mario references. I didn't play it enough. I lived in a house with no electricity and running water. <laughs> um, All right, man. Um, yeah, this has been fucking it's dope. Been it's, been, it's been a fun-ass episode. Thank you so much for coming Thank by, you for man. having me, Appreciate man. It. I could do a five-hour podcast with you. That's how much fun we have. <laughs> and I know because we've had like long conversations outside of open mics like, fuck, dude, we should just record this. <laughs> yeah, there's been so many of this like com- like stuff i've done it's like, <laughs> yeah yeah i should probably just get you're you yeah like, i'm glad to be here and i'll i'm down to be a, a repeat customer a repeat guest uh give me a follow ryan dot comedian on the internet uh, ryan radicinovic in the streets ryan the comedian in the sheets ryan dot comedian on all social medias and i will be like i said flappers on august 13th and i might be headlining I don't know, San Jose Improv the 21st, but I'll for sure be there the 22nd, 23rd. Jeff Garcia, get your tickets today. <laughs> gotta do that. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Gotta make it big. Cause you, know the vibes. you know the fucking vibes. Um, thank you so much for following. You can follow me at Puro Caballero everywhere on the socials. Uh, same as you see right here. Uh, the Puro Caballero show is available to stream everywhere. You get your podcast. Uh, we'll be having this one up on YouTube in a few days. We're live on Twitch right now, but you'll be able to listen to us on... Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, you name it. All that shit. All right. All right. Um, I got some shows coming up this week, the rest of this week. I have one tonight. I don't know if you're watching right now. Uh, on July 12th, I also have our uh, show in Koreatown on the 14th coming up. Um, it should be very exciting. Come by. Ty Angel Bar. All the information is on my Instagram and whatnot. So that's pretty much it. Thank you so much, guys. Y'all been dope. Yeah. Peace.